Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, The words that we're going to be reflecting on this morning come from the gospel lesson. Uh, Specifically, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Then later scripture says, but a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. This is our word for this morning. You may be seated. So as Pastor Brandt said in the opening uh, welcome, that this this weekend, uh, nationally, uh, throughout all Christian churches, is the uh, weekend where we celebrate uh, the sanctity of human life. And, and so we're going to be reflecting on the value that God places on all life from conception to, to resurrection. And it does mean that we will be talking about a sensitive issue, uh, abortion. Uh, but I want to just to help frame a, a form of thought as, as we're getting set to dive into a, a topic like this. It's important for us to reflect on it from, from time to time. As, as Christians, when we get uh, hot-button topics like this, it's very easy for us to, well, I don't know, walk along the, the road as, as though we, we've got all the answers. And, um, and sometimes what we can do is we can take scriptures and, and we can be well-meaning and, and we can say things like, well, if you don't believe like us, if you're not my particular point of view maybe it's pro-life and and if you say okay if you're not like that then then you're you're in the wrong and 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 you're sinning well we can do a lot of harm if we approach things like that and 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 if we are people who are going to be shouting admonitions to one another whether it's me as a pastor to you as members of the congregation or you as members to me as a pastor or back and forth with one another it if we take God's word and we use it to thump people on the head, we could do more harm than good. One of the greatest challenges that we have as professional ministers, as pastors, is understanding um, how to rightly use God's word, whether someone needs to hear God's law or whether someone needs to hear God's gospel. And we are charged as pastors to, to be about the business of making disciples. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we want to equip you to be followers of Jesus and, and to teach you uh, what Scripture says and, and how to f- follow him through uh, God's grace. But I'm going to ask you a question, and I don't want an answer out loud. I don't even want to see head shaking, yes or no. Okay. Just think about this for just a, a few moments, and then I'll dive into it. Is abortion wrong now if you were to approach me and and maybe ask that question you might be surprised by the initial answer that i give you and it it won't really be an answer at all i'm going to ask the question if you ask me is abortion wrong i'm going to ask you the question well why do you want to know and here's the reason why you may be someone who's maybe you're a childbearing age you're you found yourself pregnant when you weren't necessarily wanting to be pregnant. Um, you don't feel ready for this monstrous task, you, this life change that's about to come. Um, you're, you don't know what your resources are. And so you ask the question because you're just at your wit's end. And so at that point in a conversation, we might talk about things like the fifth commandment, where God stands and his value that he places on, on life. But let's say you ask me that question. Is abortion wrong? And I ask you, well, why do you want to know? And, and you tell me, well, pastor, for years I've been, I've been 
just beat down by decisions that we made. Uh, you see, we, we had an abortion. And at that point, I'll probably point you to the parable of the Good Samaritan, where we talk about a man who was beaten, beat down, broken, bruised, and left half dead. And it's right about there that I will say, you see, every one of us is that beaten, broken, bruised person that's left half dead. Actually, we are dead in our sinful condition. And we'll talk about Jesus and his love and his grace and his mercy and his compassion. You see why we don't just jump in and thump people on the head with scripture. As Lutherans, we have a, an excellent theology and, and, and I believe it's our, our starting spot. You see, we recognize that we are sinners saved by grace and that right there is our, our starting spot. Not uh, kind of a, a self righteous rocking along the road no first we start uh, in the ditch okay we aren't the good samaritan it's jesus who's the good samaritan we're the person who's been beat up broken bruised and left dead and and you as midwest folks you know how to do ditches really well right okay so for a kid from california that had to drive these country roads um i didn't want to be this guy in the winter Right. Snow-covered roads, they look very beautiful and, and everything else uh, along those lines. Man, you have to respect that. And so as I was out doing home visits, and I'm like right down the middle of the road praying that nobody else comes along going, I don't want to end up in one of those ditches. Because I was on Weiss Road, and I heard horror stories about Weiss Road where there was snow plows that were stuck in the ditch, okay? I didn't want to be in the ditch. Ditches aren't all that appealing. You know, you, 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 the snow melts, uh, and then what do you see? You see a, a lot of trash. You see a lot of debris that's blown in there. Uh, and it's just, you don't want to be there. It's nasty. It's mucky. It's m- murky. It's filled with mud. Sometimes there's, there's rotting animals uh, that couldn't get out for whatever reason. And the truth is, that's our starting spot. We're in the ditch. Because of our human nature, our sinful nature, we're the ones broken, beaten, left half. Our sinful nature does that to us, and that's our starting spot. So if we strip away the facade of our, our Sunday best and, and our attitude sometimes, and this is the best place that we can be, is that we're sinful people in need of a Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And our Lutheran theology starts us there. Sinners saved by grace. Not by anything that we've done, but by what Jesus has done for us. And just as a kind of a, a disclaimer, because I did have one of our members yesterday ask me, and I love the community of Frankenmuth. No, this is not a picture of a, a ditch in town. It's not on the Canadian side of the river, okay? But the truth is, is, is even in Frankenmuth, we have our murky, miry ditch, and it's us, our sinful human beings. Now think about this. We just celebrated Christmas a, a couple, three weeks ago. And uh, it was, we were talking about Jesus coming into this world, born of a baby. Uh, what, a, what a beautiful thing that that was to have our Lord and Savior step down out of heaven and enter into our world. And this is what he was coming to. A group of people in the trenches, in the ditch, that couldn't save themselves. They needed rescue. They needed to be saved from their sinful condition, their situation in life. And Jesus, Lord, thank you for the work that you've done, for, for the work of the cross, for, 
for all of that. Jesus came knowing what he was facing, and there's nothing clearer than what Isaiah 53 says. Jesus came knowing this, that surely he was born of our griefs, he was carried our sorrows, and yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by his wounds, we are healed. Okay, you know the King James Version of that sentence right there? You know what it says? It says, by his stripes, we are healed. And I actually like that translation just a little bit better because it gives a a beautiful word picture. Jesus being led away by Roman soldiers. Now, Roman soldiers did not respect life one iota. If you were not a Roman citizen, they didn't. You were, you were fun to mess with. If you weren't like them, if you weren't a Roman citizen, you were uh, an object of their uh, wrath and tax and, and the like. And so here's Jesus, a Jew. <laughs> and this Jew thinks he's the king. Oh, yeah? Well, let's have a little fun with him. And so they lead him away, the Roman soldiers. They, they beat him with their fists. They beat him to a pulp and then they take this whip which at the very end it's it's got shards of pottery and and maybe some metal and they just out of fun just slash and meet and 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 by his stripes by his wounds we are healed and that's not where it ended they they took him and nailed him to a cross now jesus allowed all this to happen he allowed himself to be beaten and bruised and broken, and not left just half dead. He gave up his life so that we could be redeemed from the ditch, us people that took God's creation and just completely messed it up. We've been redeemed, and now because of the work of the cross and because of the love of our our great Lord and Jesus Christ, our Savior, though our sins are like scarlet, they're going to be as as white as snow. We're covered in the robes of righteousness. Not self-righteousness, the robes of righteousness. God's grace, God's mercy, God's compassion. And it's that place where we've been rescued and redeemed that now and only then can we go out into the world and show people how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. And what does that look like? Well, we walk the road now as people who've been rescued as sinners in need of a savior. We walk the road with eyes not only on the ditch, looking for whatever is wrong. We, we, we walk with our eyes towards our family members that are hurting, our neighborhood that's, that's hurting, looking for those that are bruised and broken. And maybe we give a voice to the voiceless. God does. It says so pretty clearly in, in Psalm, 60, Psalm 68. God's the father of the fatherless. He is the protector of widows. That's God in his holy habitation, or that's God in his natural state, God in his his dwelling. God settles the solitary or the lonely in a home or a family. He leads out the prisoners to prosperity, and it's the rebellious that dwell in a parched land. Those that turn their back on God are the ones that experience his judgment. What do we do now that we have been redeemed and, and rescued and, and set free from our, 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 the consequences of our sin? We walk the road with our eyes like Jesus. And we give voice to the voiceless. Now, that means from conception 
to the resurrection. You see, life does indeed begin uh, as an embryo. And how do I know that? Because Jesus became an embryo. He dwelled in a woman's womb for a, a number of months. And why did he do that? Because all of life needed to be redeemed. All of life. We, in Psalm 51, we are conceived in sin. And it all needed to be taken care of. And so if Jesus saw fit to take on human form, and he did so at the very beginning as an embryo, then that gives all of life from conception to resurrection value. For the unborn child, we as a community of believers, we as the Christian church can be a voice to the voiceless. And we can pray that life change would happen. As a, as a community, as people who have been redeemed and, and rescued by our risen Lord and our Savior, we can also minister to those now with a heart of compassion and understanding, to those that are wrestling with that question. Or maybe they find themselves in a crisis pregnancy center. And the best thing we can do is to not stand outside with pickets and draw lines in the sand and create enemies. What we can do is be relational and we can be invitational. That's what Jesus was. Every sinner that Jesus encountered, every sinner, Jesus invited into a relationship with him. And he poured out his life into them and he, and he ministered to them. Every sinner. It was to the religious leaders and to the political leaders that Jesus attacked and said, knock it off. But to the sinner, he said, you are welcome. And we as a community of believers that were sinners, that we need a Savior, we can be invitational and we can do a relationship with one one another. And we can provide resources and, and opportunities for those that don't see a way out. Maybe we can open up our homes a little bit more to adoption or foster care. Or maybe we can open up our home to that young mom that was kicked out because they found themselves pregnant and they have nowhere to go. Maybe we can do that as a community, compelled by Christ. God values all life. So what does that mean for those who are, are disabled or, or disfigured? We show the love of Jesus. We don't make fun of people. We're all disfigured by our sin. And then in one of the wrestlings that I had through the year of 2016 was there's a community of people, uh, a population of people in our nation that were so disgusted by what they were seeing on TV and some of the attitudes and actions and violence towards their people group that they went and, and found themselves in the droves making a t-shirt that said Black Lives matter. Wow. How far we've fallen again. Can we as a community of believers start to say all life matters and just just pour out the love of Jesus with everyone regardless of our race? Jesus values all life. You see, we are citizens in a great land, and, and we have the opportunity as citizens in this land to do something. We can pray for our leaders. And we're in the midst of a, a change, and we don't know what's coming in the next couple of weeks as we get into a presidential transition. We have no idea what's coming. But we can pray that God would lead all of our governing bodies to follow his ways. We are citizens also of heaven. We are united by the gospel message of Jesus Christ. We understand the power 
of the crucifixion and the resurrection. We don't understand the cost, but we understand the power. Jesus set us free. We are united by that, the forgiveness, and we have the resurrection hope. And as citizens of heaven, we can bring the hope to the world as we value all life from conception to resurrection. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. Amen.